Hey, 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 welcome back to The Clay Project. I am your host as usual, Edwin Fair, and today I've got my bro CJ here to tell his clay stories. Hey, how What's are you? What's going on, sis? <laughs> are you telling me? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well, man. Thank God. Wow. It's good to be semi out of the lockdown. I went to gym today. Oh, wow. I'm feeling good. You're doing things. I mean, I you know got a pedicure. That's about where I'm at. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It was needed. <laughs> <laughs> you know Thanks. what? There, people be getting trims. Oof. And after a year. Wow. Maybe. A year. I thought people were getting like illegal trims because I've been seeing well, things. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. Did you get an illegal trim? Um, next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Just in case the feds are listening, let's not say anything. <laughs> Alrighty, before you actually share your story, I want to ask you a question. Just something random. If you were a season, so a season of the year, what season would you be and why? I was probably thinking of like Jack seasoning. But wow, 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 um, wow. Um, time. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it has to be summer because summer's bright, it's vibrant, it's sunny. Yeah. Everyone gets outside, it's lit. So, full summer, isn't it? I totally agree. Summer is a vibe. Okay, so let us get straight into it. Tell us a bit about you. Okay, so I'm CJ. You guys can call me that. You can call me Callum. My name's Callum. And yeah, I am a support worker I work with young people special needs I'm transitioning to working with young people in like violence and vulnerable to criminal activity Mm -hmm. I'm a mentor I am a music artist I make Christian music and I'm also an entrepreneur I'm an author I'm a dancer I'm a a general creative content creator wow the whole spectrum like I lost track (laughs) You felt good, you felt good. But above all things, I am a child of God and I love Jesus. And that's my main identity is being his kid. Yeah. Right, guys, so you might want to get your, your cup of tea. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> you know, you might want to get your, I don't know whether you guys want to just keep concentration. It's going to be a journey, it's kind of a journey. In the Beningen, I'm joking. So I grew up in <laughs> South London. Yeah, I never grew up in a Christian home. I never really knew who Jesus was. But for me, religion was never a thing that was in my life at all. Mm. Um, any sort of religion. I grew up agnostic. I believed in an energy or the universe, kind of like that. So I believed in like karma and good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. But I couldn't really believe in the idea of a God because I felt like if God is good, then why is all the bad things happening in our world? My mum raised me really well. And she's an amazing woman. My mum's not. I love my mum. Aww. And then my, yeah, I love that woman. Shout out, Mumsy. <laughs> but I never grew up with a father figure. I think that was the main thing that in my life I felt an emptiness there that I never really knew. I was loved by a father. I think I was always craving the love and affirmation of a man. Unfortunately, I began to try and find father figures in the wrong role models. So growing up, you know, I wasn't a bad kid. I grew up with special needs. Life wasn't easy. In terms of like school was quite hard and I got bullied quite badly growing mm-hmm. up but what ended up happening when I was 12 I had this turning point where I didn't want to be bullied so I started to switch and I became very cold and very mm-hmm. mean and very angry so I just changed my whole way I was living I would try and get into fights all the time I was very very like angry all the time for no reason 
I would be drinking and smoking, trying to deal with the pressure that I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I would try and basically make be make people like me by doing bad things. I saw the bad boys in school would get away with everything and get all the girls and get all the popularity. Yeah. I wanted to be a bad boy. <laughs> so I would always try and get in trouble and you know, just do wild stuff. I remember and I started to realise that I was really living to please other people and I no sense of true identity. But a very big, drastic thing happened in my life. I suffered with my depression by the age of 14 and I actually became very suicidal. So before I was 14 years old, I tried to commit suicide four or five times and I was just very, very deeply depressed and I just didn't want to live anymore. I felt like my life had no meaning. What's the point of me being here? I'm a mistake. I'm an accident. I felt like because I was different, I was an accident. And yeah, I remember even my mum walked into uh, one of my attempts I was actually taken away from school and I spent time in near the countryside at a, a section of Morsey Hospital. It was like a psychiatric ward mm. for young people's depression and with different mental health needs and mental health problems. And I was deeply suicidal, deeply depressed, crying every day. I just had no sense of feeling joy or peace or anything. I was just so, so down in the dump. Mm-hmm. And I remember... In that time, just crying out to God, praying. And I remember I had friends growing up that were Christian, family friends. And they'd always tell me to come to church, come to church concerts, you know, here, go to Bible study. I just didn't, I was not interested at all. Yeah. In the slightest. Mm. So, yeah, now we're here in the world at 14. And I remember just praying. I said, God, I don't know if you're there, but I don't, I I don't want to live anymore. My life was so empty and so broken. I need you to change me. I need you to give me a sign. I need you to help me. And literally, I felt God's spirit, God's presence in that room. Mm. It was a room by myself. You know, it was like an isolated room. They used to watch us while we slept because we didn't want to commit suicide. Yeah. You just had to basically be monitored. There was one, like maybe one five minutes I got alone. I remember the Holy Spirit just came over me and I was like, wow, God is real. I felt him. So like, like I literally felt a hand touch my shoulder and say it's going to be okay mm. that's when I knew God was real and I remember saying the next day I get out of the ward I'll live for you no question about it um and I, the next day I got out the ward <laughs> but I didn't give my life to God yeah I stayed in the life I was living but I knew God was real at this point so when I, even when I would do things that I knew were sinful I started feeling bad about it and then I remember another mad thing happened so funny enough even though I knew there was a God, I started to go deeper into sin because I said, you know what? I'm going to give my life to Christ at some point. I want to sin as much as I possibly can. Wow. And then I'll give my life when I'm older. But I want to live my life right now. I'm young, college coming, uni coming, I just want to do whatever, and then I can just repent afterwards. But my thing was is that I ended up getting involved in crime. So me and my friend, we ended up having this beef with this other friend of ours that we had from school. And I felt that he had taken from me. I felt like he had stolen from me. And he was saying a lot of vulgar things about my mom. And obviously, I was stoned. I love my mom so much. Yeah. I was so protective of her. We basically committed a crime, which is called premeditated critical assault. That's when you plan to really severely harm someone mm-hmm. to the point of brutal injury. And I literally felt God telling me at that moment, don't do this, Callum. Mm. I literally felt the protocol saying, don't do this. But I said, nope. I don't care. I can't let him get away with it. Mm. So me and my friend, we beat him up in the alleyway, really severely beat him up. 
And then we ran away, left him there, motionless on the floor. Police get involved. He, he says that he's now got um, post-traumatic stress disorder mm. from the fighting. The police officer said that if you were 16, you would have both gone to prison for wow. about a year. But because we were 15 at the time, he's decided that we, we're going to get kicked out of education permanently. We're going to have criminal records. And we're going to be at pupil referral units uh, or youth prisons for the rest of our education until we're 18 and do community service. Mm. So I would have had no education, no job, and would have had a criminal record by the time I was 18 years old. Yeah. And it would have just been crazy. But I remember at that time, you know, it was supposed to be a court case the next day. I prayed. I said, God, I've messed up. My life is just going down a downward spiral, toxic situationships, toxic um, addictions to pornography and smoking weed. I'm literally angry all the time. I'm always depressed. I'm always frustrated. I have no peace. I have no joy. I have nothing. I'm just so, so lost. Yeah. If you come into my life now, if I don't get kicked out of school, I will live for you for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever you want me to do and my life will belong to you. But I didn't really know what that even meant. Yeah. To give God your life. But I remember the next day my court case got dismissed and wow. my teachers said to me, we're giving you a second chance. We're not going to kick you out of education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they gave me grace, for honest, back for sure. And that's when I knew God answered my prayer. And I remember that Sunday I went to church and that was the 25th of July, 2015. And I gave my life to Jesus Christ and everything changed. And wow. to this day, he's changing me. To this day, he's making me better. And yeah. Yeah, literally six years this year, and it's been an incredible journey. It carries on as a Christian, mm-hmm. it will continue to until the day I die. But I just know that Jesus is real, Jesus is Lord, He can transform your life. Yeah, whatever you've done, whatever mistakes you've made, I never thought I'd be where I'm at right now, working with young people yeah. after almost getting expelled from education. I never thought that I'd even be able to get a job when I was supposed to have a criminal record. I never thought that. I'd be probably one of the most joyful people I know mm-hmm. after coming coming out of manic depression. I didn't know that God could do that, but he can. He can literally transform my life all the way around. So that's my testimony. Glory to God. That is amazing. Like, well, let me just take a moment. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's quite interesting because I met you post-salvation, right? And, like, you're one of the yeah. most joyful people I know. So just hearing that... Um, yeah, that's just a testament to what God can do in a life. And um, to everyone else that's listened to this episode, thank you for getting to the end. I really, really hope that his story has blessed you and encouraged you, honestly, to come to Christ, however you are, whatever the state of your mind is, because Jesus really is the answer. And if you've got any questions for CJ, send me a DM at theclay.project on Instagram and I'll be happy to forward it to him. If you don't have Instagram, send me an email at theclayproject.pod at gmail.com. Until next time, see ya. That was lit. <laughs>